0: I'm Lake Miller.
1: And I'm Hannah Brown. Welcome to Gem City Diversity, a podcast where we talk about diversity and inclusion in the Dayton area.
0: We're from the National Conference for Community and Justice of Greater Dayton, or NCCJ. NCCJ works in the Miami Valley to increase understanding around the topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion.
1: In this episode, Lake continues his conversation with Dara about living with a disability. They discuss dating with a disability, interabled relationships, and marriage with a disability.
0: Enjoy. Welcome, Dara. Uh, Welcome back to our part two. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I like this shirt so much I wore it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, people are being brought into our little secret that maybe we uh, don't record these on two separate weeks. (laughs) <laughs> um well I want to talk about relationships today sure um, if that would be okay and kind of looking at your relationship and I think this is something that a lot of folks think about as they think about kind of the dating with a disability if people oh yeah say, this is what I hear um and so my hope was if we can kind of start at the beginning you know looking at the earliest relationships to you know, now being happily married for three years, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I can definitely do that. Um, in terms of when, you know, you're around the age where we start looking at other people as possible, you know, crushes and, you know, feelings beyond friendship for others. Um, high school for me was definitely when that all began and um you know i definitely had a lot of unrequited uh feelings for people um i didn't um have dates per se in in high school and things like that i mean i spent time with people um that i liked but they were never technically dates you know or Like my mom would say they were dates, but I was like, no, mom, at the end of the day, like, no, you kind of know when something is a date and when something's not a date. So I had a lot of um, guys who were my friends, people that were my friends that um, they would say oftentimes, oh, I met this person and they're so wonderful and they're just like you. So that's kind of, you know, I'm like well, you know, I'm single too, and I'm right here, you know? So it's kind of, it was difficult, especially as a teenager figuring out like, what was it about me that people liked as a person, but couldn't see as a, as a partner as like to be in a couple with. Um, and I was pretty bold as a teenager. Like I asked people to dances and things like that. And people were very kind about, you know, the rejection of it all, but, but it still hurt, you know, you put yourself out there and, you know, especially going to growing up in the suburbs and being African-American where I grew up. So I didn't know if it was like, oh, is it because I'm disabled or is it because I'm black or is it because I'm not a size two or like six foot? Like I really didn't know. And I didn't know as a kid. How to even figure that out? Like asking the person, "What was it that made you know?" That uh, so so that was that was a challenge. Um, I am kind of proud of myself that I <laughs> I didn't have a date for the prom. And my dad asked me; he was like, um, "Do you still want to go to the prom?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." So he actually had one of his coworkers' sons take me to the prom. And I went and we had a good time, but it was still, you know, um, and I'm glad I went and had that experience, but it would have been nice to have gone with a date at the time. And then college, it was it was very similar. You know, I spent a lot of time um, with with guys and people that I liked and had crushes on. Um, and people knew that I had crushes on them. and it was, and this became kind of frustrating where, on, and I don't know if they even knew they were doing it, but sometimes it felt like it was almost cute that I would have a crush on someone. Like, people would think, oh, that's adorable, but they wouldn't take it seriously. And so I'm smart enough to know, like, oh, that's just, that that hurts. You know, I'm not even being considered. People would tell me things like, uh, and these were friends, and they meant it in the best way that they could, but they would say, you always have crushes on people that are unattainable. I wasn't having crushes on people that had a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know? They were single individuals. So what made them unattainable? Like we were in the same classes, we went to the same school. You know, I wasn't trying to date like John Cusack, you know, at the time, you know, trying to go out for somebody in Hollywood or something, not in actuality. But so it's like, so what does that mean? So I was, my only um, eligible partner options were other people with disabilities. But even then, um, I mean, I hung out with a lot of kids with disabilities too. We didn't necessarily want to date one another, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, so that was very, dating was difficult. It was kind of non-existent, lots of crushes and no actual dates. When I was a little older, um, I, I guess I would say my first boyfriend, my first relationship was actually a friend of mine that I went to school with. We had stayed friends from college for years after that. And I think we were both kind of in a place where, and I don't want to speak for this person per se, but just in terms of how the relationship went, I think that I was always there for them when a relationship didn't work out. And then at some point, I think he kind of felt like, oh, I wanna show Dara that, you know, somebody could and would be interested in them. So, you know, um, the other person was always kind of worried about how does this look? To others, you know, like if we were affectionate in public, did somebody see that? Were you know what was what was their response? And it it didn't feel organic like how we were when we were just friends hanging out. Like, why does this matter to you now? When we would go to the movies three weeks ago, and you wouldn't care one way or the other how people saw us, you know. So so we didn't stay. Uh, we didn't stay together you know, and to the point where the person actually said, and I don't know, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe it was trying to save face a little bit. Cause when we kind of decided we weren't going to date anymore, they kind of said that like, yeah, I wanted to show that to you, but then it went on too long. And I don't know if they were just kind of trying to save their own ego a little bit that I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to split up with you. (laughs) So, but yeah. And so then I, I, From that, I took some time away from even looking for uh, someone to date and go out with. And so even just like dating itself was weird because even if I would go to a club with a friend or a bar, like in my 20s with friends, there was none of that like (laughs) easy kind of hookup scenarios. Like I couldn't just go home with someone and not even like... (laughs) and just, um, even if I wanted to, it's like, oh, and I had to think about the physical of all of it, like, can you get my wheelchair in your car, like, my crutches, my walker, kind of takes the spontaneity and the, the sassiness of the moment off the table when, you know, and then, you know, I wasn't much for drinking then, because I wanted to make sure that I had my faculties when I was out in public and stuff, and want to know but so then if you're at a bar with somebody and you know they've been drinking a lot and they're chatting you up it's even more like are you only talking to me because you're kind of drunk but then if you're both kind of partying you end up hanging out for some people that's fine you figure it out but um there was so much from a safety perspective I always had to think about it it's kind of hard to just be spontaneous and and maybe make some bad decisions you know so um So never really did a lot of that. Um, And so when I was trying to actively date again, I had gone on like OkCupid and like Match.com and all of those things. And um, it was interesting how to figure out like your profile, because do you show pictures of yourself in your wheelchair with your mobility aids? Or do you put it in your profile? Things like that. It's like, When do you spring that on someone, you know? And I tried to always, you know, make it fun and like make it the second part of the equation. But I I noticed that I would have a lot of first dates. Like people would be like, oh, you know, this person seems cool. But then it always felt like that was the end of the relationship. Like we'd have all these great conversations over the phone. We'd chat a lot. And then we'd finally meet, go out in person and then it'd be like, well, that was the culmination of the whole event. So, and that got old. Um, and I even, you know, I went on a couple of dates with a, a, a nice guy that had a disability and we, we actually had similar experiences with our, with our disabilities. And I really liked him and we had like a nine hour first date, it was really cool. And I thought, oh, this, this person, you know, there's a lot of promise here. And then just like, anybody can be he was kind of a jerk on the second date and it was such a bummer and I don't know if even in my own subconscious I thought because we have this thing in common I assumed he wouldn't be like some of the other guys I had interacted with but he was just like anybody else and you know He was in his 20s and kind of a dumb dude. So, you know, we parted ways. uh, And the way that I met Mike, it was funny because we met on OKCupid. He messaged me first, I believe. And I remember thinking, oh, he wrote in complete sentences. (laughs) that was really nice like he'd actually thought about what he was gonna write to me he obviously looked at my profile brought up specific things about movies and things that we might have in common i thought that was really nice we met one time like he came over to my house we had mcdonald's we watched tv it was really fun and i kind of ever in terms of like, like interpersonal relationship stuff i know how to make friends I to this day don't know if I know how to be a girlfriend, and still trying to figure out how to be a wife, and so all of these things that were not taught to me because they didn't really come up. <laughs> I didn't. I kind of held him at arm's length, and I wasn't really sure what his like agenda was. So I was like, I don't know about this guy. So I kind of, you know, I I kind of blew him off a little bit, honestly. And he actually went and was actually in a long-term relationship with someone else once we kind of had stopped talking at that point and then just after some bad or just not so great dynamics with other people trying to I just happened to write because I remember thinking oh this person was nice if nothing else he was nice and seemed to want to spend time with me so I wrote him back again and we started hanging out earnest and it was it took a lot of work for me to let my guard down and and um, let him be kind to me because I was so ready to be like, oh, but really, you know, I, you know, I know you're not really interested. You know, why would you be, <laughs> you know? And then I, I realized, like, I was seeing myself as just my disability. I wasn't doing him or I any favors by looking at myself like that. And honestly, this was the only aspect of my life where I did that where the disability was first in my mind and it felt like a problem, you know? And he never, and as goofy and as silly as he can be, he never saw my disability as an issue or at least never expressed that to me or made me feel that way. And I thought, well, I'm not going to push this person away. I'm gonna give myself the opportunity to be happy in in this type of dynamic. And you know, we're still trying to figure things out. I do sometimes feel like I went from oh, I've had one quote unquote <laughs> partner to oh, now I'm a wife. <laughs> and, like there's a lot of in between, a lot of life stuff I don't know, you know, that I've experienced, but you know, um everybody's on their own journey and we're trying to figure it out and he's a really good person, so I'm I'm glad to have him around and um, I think he feels the same way about me, and I, I appreciate that and so much. So, like, I remember we were a couple weeks into like seeing each other, and he said, "Oh, I'd love to have you move in." I'm like, "I don't know your middle name. I'm not gonna move in." <laughs> You're crazy, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I kind of liked that he was excited, and he was like, "Yeah, we should." You know, it was it was really sweet, and um he was very kind to my parents and. And my brother liked him, which was important. Like having people in my life like him mattered a lot to me because, you know, sometimes you can't see the forest from the trees when you're all, you know, googly eyed and in love. So I was very much like, I don't know. You guys got to tell me if this dude's crazy. I need to know. (laughs) Like, you need to tell me these things. You have to have my back. So but no, he's he's pretty great, and uh, he I remember he built a ramp for me to get into his house that he was living in at the time, so we could hang out there, and everybody would swoon over that, like oh he built you a ramp. I was like yeah, just so he could get me on his couch. Like I was almost like like quit like gassing this dude up. He's gonna think he's perfect. Like he's still a dude. <laughs> But it was very sweet. And, you know, um, but he's always like, again, he, those things weren't an issue. Like when we were looking for houses, he understood that like, I couldn't have like, even though where we live is not his ideal place of where he would want to live. But he knows that being in the suburbs kind of easier for me to navigate for better or worse than it is to be in like an older subdivision, like in Kettering or Oakwood or where have you, you know? So we had to make those things work. And, um, so far so good. I'm still trying to get a dog. Like we're, we're still trying to, you know, make those big decisions. I, uh, I could see myself being a mom. I think that as of right now, he's not, he doesn't see himself being a parent. And that's something that we're going to have to you know, continue to discuss and talk about, but it's also these are things that um, I know. Even just trying to have a boy ask you to a movie, these weren't discussions that were had. And not no, just no. I'm not trying to speak ill of my parents or anything, but these just weren't discussions that we had. We didn't have like the traditional birds and the bees discussions, all of those kind of things. Just the physicality of being intimate with another person. These things I'm still trying to figure out now and I'm 40 years old and like that definitely wasn't discussed in sex ed class in high school let alone you know just on your everyday kind of adult relationship sort of thing so I might have to be a third episode of this thing when I get all that figured out it'll be like Jim city podcast after dark or whatever and we'll have to have those discussions but we're not there yet so
0: Yeah. Well, and I think like, okay, so let me, let me say my two reactions. My first piece is like, it's again, you know, just like we talked about in this part one episode, it's like, it's another one of those, well, figure it out by yourself kind of moments of right. exactly. Like, it's not yes. that anyone tried to hurt you, but right. it's just that like, I, you know, I've never lived life in this sort of way. I've never, right. nobody taught me as a teacher how to say those things to you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but that just puts, of course, an unfair burden upon you. I think the other thing, um, you know, that really, as we look through all those stories, uh, especially as you were in, like, you know, high school, and you you get off and start dating, um, is that you mentioned in the last episode, right, like, it's Dara number one, and it's yeah. disability number two, but those people clearly saw that flip side in a lot Definitely. of those situations, right, exactly. where, like, Maybe when they talked to you on the app, it was Dara first, but I'm assuming that moment they walked through the door.
1: Exactly. That flips. And it's interesting because I remember there was this one young man I went out with once and I could see the wheels turning of him trying to figure out what this is going to look like. And like, yeah. And he had no poker face. I was like, Oh, this is going to be a one date sort of situation. So, um, yeah. And I started to kind of figure out how to read those types of vibes. Like, you know, Oh, we're just going to be buds. You know,
0: what do you do um, in those situations when you're like, when you're sitting there and saying like, I know I'm about to see this person only once. Like, <laughs> are you giving that person your effort? Or are you just going in and saying like, well, at least I'm going to have a heck of a night. like Exactly. I, I
1: really hope I like this movie we're about to go see. Because, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, and too, in terms of the dating thing too, I tried to also be very open-minded as well. Like if somebody was interested in, meeting me or meeting up with me, um, I wanted to give them a, a, an opportunity to do so. Because I knew that it wasn't like I had, I was just knocking people over with a stick, like, oh, no, 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 I had too many options. So, you know, there were people that I probably shouldn't have met up with, you know, <laughs> that probably weren't the most um, savory individuals. But you take those leaps of faith, hoping that maybe something good will come out of it, you know um but I did learn very quickly let people know where you're going to be meet people in public like all of those safety things you know it's like oh yeah I definitely needed to figure those things out learn those things you know tell people that you trust where you're going to be you know things that again I wouldn't have thought about otherwise you know so it's a, a very very interesting journey um and yeah, so there's a lot. I'm still learning, trying to figure it out. <laughs> I feel really young in a lot of ways in this aspect of my life. so
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, and yeah. I was going to say, you know, I think rejection and uh, going on first dates and not having seconds, like that's all part of life. You know yeah. but the reality is, like, there's a difference, I think, in saying, "Wow." did that person not like my personality? Did I say something wrong? Like, did I spill like a glass of wine on their outfit on accident? Like, you know, <laughs> something that I can say, like, I can fix that versus, you know, this is right. part of who I am.
1: Right. And, and to people's credit, I mean, no one was ever cruel or, I mean, for the most part, but you also knew, I also knew no one's going to tell me, you know, I really couldn't handle your disability or, you know, if we weren't of the same, you know, race, you know, like, people aren't going to say those things, you know, that's just not polite. So you really don't kind of know, you know, or man, you're really stuck up. No one would even say that, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's um love is a battlefield. Is that the song? And it can't, it can feel that way. So yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. And, uh, um, and just, kind of realizing like, oh, okay, if I don't have children, like, oh, but I'm an aunt and like I can have kids. And I just trying to see what my life will look like? Well, what are going to be the positives of not having kids? Like if I say in the relationship I am now, how it is now, well, what are the, the positives? Like, okay, then we should be able to travel when we want and like do things that just a couple is able to do. So these are, these are things that, you know, I want to look at I tend to, I need to flip my, my thoughts sometimes, flip them to the positives and not the negatives. And it is something I have to do like every day (laughs) sometimes. And I'm pretty positive as an individual, but, um, it, it takes work, you know, just like everything else. So, yeah. And, uh, I see your be kind, um, back there. And I was like, yeah, sometimes I have to remember to be kind to myself too, you know? And, um, The things that I want to have expectations for are valid, you know? Sometimes I have to remind myself, like, Mike isn't doing me a favor. Like, he loves me, right? Like, I'm hopefully making his life better because I'm in it. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, he's not not patting me on the head, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, be nice to this girl, you know? no, he chose me because I'm cool, you know, and I chose him because he's cool, you know, so, yeah.
0: But I think this is something, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up, because when I think about uh, dating, and what I hear, um, and kind of, I think even what we see, like, in media, when it comes to dating an individual with a disability, one of the things that I feel like I see most often is this, like, mentality of, like, oh, that's so nice of you to yeah. date somebody with, fill in whatever word they're going to use. Exactly. Um, which obviously is so detrimental. And, and I don't know. I mean, did you hear anything like this growing up? Oh, out?
1: definitely. I mean, even from like loved ones and stuff. I mean, I I hear the term soulmate thrown around a lot. And I don't necessarily disagree that I believe in soulmates, but I also know that you can love a lot of people in your life. And it's... Um, there isn't necessarily just that one person that you're meant to spend time with. That being said, a lot of people would take that as, Oh, well this is that one person that was sent down from the heavens just for you, you know, like, or isn't that just so, um, so precious, you know, And, and, you know, also like even just wanting to like, you know, sometimes I want to know, I wanted to know, like if somebody thought I was pretty or cute, like if I went out, you know, I want to, sometimes people would treat me like they would be nice to my girlfriends. Or like they would be nice to me to try to talk to my friends. It's like, I'm not a puppy that you take to the park to try to meet somebody with, you know? And so you would get those kind of things happening. Um, and, and people, you know, and that would get frustrating because, I could see it. It's like, oh, you're not really interested in me. You're trying to talk to so-and-so over here, you know? Um, and you know, I'd put in a good word for you if you were kind to me and brought me a drink, you know? Stuff like that. But so that, that is interesting too. And then also um, that, yeah, we get in arguments. Like not everything is perfect. Sometimes it's hard and it's hard for us to navigate where, like, he helps me with a lot of things, like we're interdependent, you know. He he does help me with some of my needs, just as a disabled person, things I need help with, and balancing what that looks like, and then what it looks like for us to be a couple. There is that trying to figure that out, but then it's also difficult having other caregivers come to the house, and we're both people that we kind of like our own space, our own autonomy. So the idea of having a stranger come in can be difficult too, and they kind of get in your business and asking questions about like, are you guys gonna have kids? Like, they want to know about your dynamics, but don't know you. I just want you to help, like, you know, with like basic life stuff. Like, you know, it's so that's been interesting to, to deal with too, and we definitely haven't figured that out yet, you know. But like, we, I don't know. I think because we're very um we make each other laugh he is good at things that I'm not great in and I'm good in aspects that he might like so we kind of balance each other out like (laughs) I'm definitely the talker of the two you know I'm the one that like okay, we're going here. We're gonna go here and be social over that way. And people would think it'd be the opposite. Like even with some of my friends, like I had a lady, I was with a a girlfriend of mine and she, we were at Target and this woman came up to us and she goes to my friend, oh, it's so kind that you took her out and took her shopping. She's like, she woke me up this morning. It's like, hey dude, we're going, we're going out today. I need to go to the mall for X, Y, and Z. You know, like (laughs) I might be the social butterfly of my my social group you know and so um yeah so you do get some of that um which is interesting uh yeah people man
0: (laughs) people exactly right (laughs) And, and I appreciate you know your honesty that like yeah we're we're still figuring this out because yeah you know I think uh you're right. I mean, there's a lot. That's a lot of intricacies to kind of balance, and a lot of yeah. a lot of relationship complexity.
1: And even like books, because you know, I've I've read a lot of books on you know intimacy and relationships with disabilities, and I, you know, I I find that all very fascinating. Oftentimes, a lot of these books are written from the perspective of it's either the the male is disabled and the partner is female and able-bodied, or they acquired their disability so they have life experience not disa- being disabled. And so, but I've not seen, at least personally, and I can't speak, maybe there is this magical book that I need to read about, you know, intimate relationship stuff with someone that was born with a disability that's in an interabled relationship and what that looks like or some, you know, documentary I need to watch. Haven't found it yet, not for lack of looking, but you know, and again, it's one of those things like, uh, maybe I'll be the person that writes that one day, but I don't know, you know, but while I'm trying to figure it out, it would be nice to kind of feel like I had other people I could talk to about it, and I don't right now, you know, and so um, I'm audience, if you, if you know, somebody you want to talk, let me know. So, <laughs> so yeah.
0: Well, that's great. Well, Dara, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being willing to share and um, kind of tell us a little bit more about your story and your experiences. Is there anything else that that you want to share before we close out today?
1: Um, Just that, uh, you know, it's so lovely to have an opportunity to share some things with people. Um, and I really hope that you come off listening to this feeling more positive than feelings than, than, than uh, negative ones um, because life is good, right? And happy to be here and surreal times. And so we just gotta be good to one another. And um, yeah, let's get to know each other. <laughs> yeah, I think we just need to work on being good stewards to one another across the board. So thanks for the opportunity, Lake. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. Well, always great to, to have an opportunity to sit down with you and have a conversation. Um, I appreciate you being here and look forward to, to talking to you soon.
1: Definitely. Thanks so much.